Hey guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, as always, Erin, here again in my home studio, or uh, the best kind of home studio that I could come up with, (laughs) um, in order to bring you guys some still brand new content uh, while we're all, you know, quote unquote, working from home during uh, the current pandemic. Um, So very excited to have yet more long distance guests coming into my fake theoretical studio today. Uh, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Oh gosh, who goes first? I guess I'll go first. I'm talking. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you're talking. Go for it. I'm I'm Johnny Gomez. And I am Michael Avila. All right. Johnny and Michael. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you guys are all good. Um, So you both have been kind of playing Dungeons and Dragons for a bit. Michael, you've been playing longer than Johnny. Is that correct? Well, like, what's your experience with Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I started. I started kind of late. I did a lot of tabletop gaming when I grew up, uh, Warhammer, BattleTech. But then I got into a D and D game when I think I was twenty-two. Mm. Um, I was working a seasonal job, and the people at the end of the night wanted to play some D and D. And then I got hooked, and I've been playing ever since. So that's the way I've to do played, it. I've played a few tabletop games over the years. Uh, m- most of them have been the pretty, like the smaller kind of D and D light, like Munchkin or something like that. Things that have cards and pieces already like attach them, play different tabletops. But most of my D&D kind of stuff has been from video games that are built on, I think it was like the, you know, third edition Dungeons and Dragons. There was a lot of video games that I think Bioware made um, like in the early 2000s on that system. So I played those versions, but I'm actually playing my first campaign of D&D right now with uh, Michael here as uh, the Dungeon Master. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. How's that been going so far? I know I asked you about it a little bit before we started recording, but... Let me ask again, how's it going? For me, I think it's going great. I think it's really fun. I think I'm <laughs> kicking ass. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm very enthusiastic about it. He is, he is kicking ass. He is a he has a very enthusiastic ray of frost and uh, <laughs> amazing. I, it's it's going great. I mean, we're using a homebrewed universe, so it's uh, oh, it's nice. a lot of effort on on my part, but I'm having a lot of fun fleshing it out with them. It's a lot of effort on your part. It's really impressive. I mean, this guy kind of like went into a her- hole for about three months and came out and sent us all information on the universe and I was like okay Silmarillion this is going to take me a little bit of time (laughs) it's really fleshed out it's a really really cool universe that's awesome three months you worked on it yeah and I think there are about 50 60,000 words in all the documents combined holy shit it's really it's really cool though it's a really really cool universe you've got like a pantheon of gods and like a lot of really cool interesting tidbits about you know relationships between different nations and different peoples and factions and cults and religions it's it's really impressive that's awesome. And especially cool, like I've been playing a couple of games recently with um, a group of Dungeon Mashers from my local board game cafe, The Brooklyn Strategist, and uh, we're working off of one of their homebrews as well that this girl, this woman has had for two years. She's had and been thinking about this uh, homebrew oh, wow. world, and it's just incredible. So I totally get and am always very enthused by the work that people put into this game. And speaking of all the work and the storytelling, like what drew you into Dungeons and Dragons, like as people? My listeners don't, I think, know too much about you guys, except for the fact that I've brought you on to play with me today. Um, so just kind of getting a sense of where y'all are at with the game. Uh, yeah, for me, it was um, 
you know, it was that initial experience of playing with, with first of all, people I never expected to play D&D. I had that stereotype in my head, as you kind of do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but once I started playing, I mean, there was a storytelling aspect, there was an improvisational aspect, there was the idea that, you know, um, there, there was some action and there was action being described. And they, at the end of it, if you felt a little, a little mad afterwards, you could, uh, you could take it out on those NPCs that you just killed. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, it all just coalesced into something really fun. And it got That's me awesome. Out. And so, like, what is your like, what is your profession right now? Uh, right now, I, uh, I, I am a law school graduate. I am not currently wow. employed. Um, I was on a contract working for a company for a little while. That contract ended, and mm. all this happened. So I'm, I'm <laughs> really just in a great position here. Wonderful. I'm yeah. very sorry to hear that. But <laughs> thank you. Hang in there. Uh, and then on my end, I've actually, um, I've, I've wanted, it's so funny, I've wanted to join a D&D campaign for honestly probably the better part of 10 years. And I never wanted to like do a group of meeting people online, just strangers. I know a lot of people do that. And I really, I really should have. Um, so I've literally pretty much been waiting for Michael to create a universe and then invite me in because I knew that that was going <laughs> to be a game that I could finally play. Um, similarly, the storytelling aspect of it is just um, really fun. I think for me, um, I'm a um, I'm actually the the writers room assistant for uh, This Is Us on NBC's, and I'm a writer awesome. by profession. I got to um, co-write my first episode this season, and get it on TV, which was really exciting. Um, and that kind of you know this this kind of storytelling is so so different in the sense that it's just it's completely there there's it's only bound by your imagination there's nothing else to really hold you back and so you can do something you know you don't have to worry about getting you know notes from anyone or any sort of like you know oh well this is going to be hard to do on tv no this is anything you can create an entire world an entire universe and kind of just the excitement of watching my friend create something like that and then getting to play around in that universe has been really fun and to, to add to that, it's it's collaborative, which I think is really fun. It's on the spot collaborative. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says something, you know, either the DM or another character is forced to respond to that. And I like the way it builds on itself in that way. Mm. And for Michael and I, I mean, we uh, we met probably I think doing a play together in junior high, and so the two of us have been friends for a very long time, and so we're no strangers to awesome. you know sharing scenes and like kind of collaborating creatively in that way. And so there is kind of a natural. Uh, rhythm there that's uh, really exciting to work on. I love that. Yeah, I have a group of like friends I've known since like since high school. So uh, I don't know if I know how to do that math, but a long time. And <laughs> it's been since we've all been kind of like indoors and hanging out, we have played a couple of games and it's just, yeah, there's something about like knowing like how a person creates that is just a lot of fun as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even though I haven't known you guys for that long, I hope we'll be able to do the same thing here. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I'm very excited to dive in. But before we do, I do have a couple of station-related business to take care of. And uh, this one is going to be a little serious. So let's all settle in and put on our serious faces for a minute because this is about uh, COVID-19 and fundraising. COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now. And Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health 
health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts, like me, are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios, or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With our new rev- with our most of our revenue streams evaporated, we do still need your help. We realize that you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. And finally, if you shop on Amazon, uh, you can go to Amazon.com slash smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We really thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather the storm together. Please help us out if you can. Uh, We really appreciate it and we really are kind of a family here hanging out. Okay, serious face off. Uh, are you guys ready to play some gaming? Always. Let's do it. So I should guess I should give listeners a bit of an intro into what exactly we're playing. Um, of course, maybe you should guess by now, but it's Dungeons and Dragons. It's fifth edition. And I am pulling, actually, I'm going to be pulling a side quest from a larger campaign called Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, it came out... Ooh, two years ago or something. It was this massive, uh, massively successful and big new campaign created by Wizards of the Coast, um, which essentially features this uh, fancy kind of Amazonian jungle uh, islands, this continent, and um, kind of has to deal with like a death curse that has befallen everyone who uh, has been raised from the dead. So anyone who's been resurrected is now dying again. So there's a lot of intrigue and drama and a lot of travel in it. But um, what we're going to do today is actually um, we're going to take the very beginning setting and one of the uh, side quests and we're going to do that for you guys. Um so I've placed uh, Michael and Johnny's characters in the town of Port Nianzaru, which is a merchant city, um, Oceanside, which, you know, of course has its classism of every kind, um, but is, you know, your basic Dungeons and Dragons uh, ocean city, very busy. And uh, that is the place. Um, would you guys like to introduce your characters that we're going to be seeing? Uh, sure. So I'm going to be playing as uh, Phelan Exilia, a half-elf um, merchant who has uh, very recently taken to adventuring. I'm playing as a level three sorcerer um, and am married to uh, my partner over here. And I will be playing Ecstasy's Greenville, a uh, human fighter, again, level three. She's a gladiator and has joined her husband on adventuring. Wonderful. Hmm. Joined. Joined. Yeah. Okay. 
forced her husband into adventuring. I liked running the shop. I'm just saying. Well, get a nice little business going, but I'm sure that was very exciting for you. You know, it was exciting for me. Clearly, it wasn't exciting enough for you. But this is going to fix everything, so that'll be that'll be great. Uh, great. Would Would you like to inform our listeners what exactly what exactly is the offense in place, Um, or would you like to keep that a surprise for people to discover as the hour goes on? No, no, we're all friends here. You're telling everyone else. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, tell everyone? Well, you know, someone. Someone wants to have kids, mm-hmm. and someone else has a career killing people, and it's a great career. A great career. You murdered. It me. has. It it is a great career. I make mm-hmm. a lot of money doing it, and mm-hmm. you know I can't really do that when I'm just carrying a parasite inside of me. So yeah. Well, you know, if you made that much money as a gladiator, you shouldn't have forced me to sell your uh, knockoff trinkets in my store. But there you go. So cry more. Damn. Huh. <laughs> So do you guys have a store right now or have you sold the shop? Uh, you know, I have one of my uh, shopkeepers that I'm paying to keep it open uh, mm-hmm. right now, but uh, I haven't been there in a while. I hope they're not running it into the ground, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's really we'll difficult see. to run. Mm. <laughs> okay, so we'll say for the purposes of uh, moving, getting the story underway, now that we've met your characters, um, that y'all have been conducting various um, contracts and requests. Maybe there are some people who are looking for escorts through uh, the jungle beyond the city. Mm. Maybe they're looking for people to uh, escort ships that are coming to and from. Uh, And you are relaxing hanging out at a you know local pub in the uh in the uh merchant ward in the area where you know all of the people sell things and um you find yourselves you're looking around you're hanging out you're having a drink and you see uh this man running from person to person and like he's like begging at people and they're all like shoving him off it's like a uh, a human male um he is wearing you know pretty simple clothes um he has uh like dark hair kind of um like skin that kind of looks like it's been out in the sun a lot like maybe he's like a sailor or a field worker or something but he seems to be uh running around and kind of begging for people uh for help and they're kind of buzzing him off um and he does like if you guys make eye contact with him he will go over Great. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge Ecstasis over here and kind of gesture over to the person and say, "Look, uh, we're adventurers now. We should try to help this person." He looks poor. <sighs> I make eye contact. Okay. Uh, the man runs over and he says, uh, "He sees, you know, the um, Ecstasis, Ecstasis, right?" Yes. Yeah, he he sees Ecstasy's uh, strength and uh, Phelan's. Um, he just sees like your dress and you look like adventurers and he runs over and he says, please, uh, please, if you can help me, I really need help. My husband, he's he's about to be sentenced and executioners run. That's terrible. What 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 happened to him? 
I, I mean, he was he was sentenced for for stealing, but he's he it was a mistaken identity. It wasn't him, and and he's and he's not getting a hearing or a trial. They're just throwing him in. He, they're just he's just gonna get thrown in with like some horrible criminals and also these these like velociraptors. I heard they're gonna put in like both velociraptors and panthers this time, and I can't. I just. Please, you have to help me. My God, the corruption in this city. I swear to God, we we have to help him. Um, for your information and for those who are listening, the Executioner's Run is a... Um, basically, it's a very deep pit where uh, criminals are set to run basically 200 feet. And since you guys have lived in Port Nianzaro, you guys would know this. Um... You've like set to run a 200 foot long pit with like deep walls. And the whole idea is that criminals can, if they can get to the other side and get out, then they are exonerated. Then they win their freedom. But in order to get across, they have to basically survive these like carnivores, these horrible animals that are set also into the pit with them. Um, so, yes, that often includes, like, velociraptors, and it often includes, like, panthers and other, like, these terrible beasts. Um, you also know that it's often a very popular betting sport. Sometimes people will commit crimes so that they can continue to race through, and then people bet on them surviving and whether they're not going to. So it's kind of like cool. a sporting event and also horrible. Sorry, that's me, Johnny, saying it's cool. My character would find this barbaric and no system <laughs> of, uh, of, of judgment for anyone. That's, that's a, a test of strength should have no bearance on, I mean, ju- just because it's the law doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do. My character is intrigued. <laughs> um, this man, he uh, pulls out a purse and it's, it's small. It's, it's not like in and he's like this is all that i have it's it's 25 silver pieces please i just i just need help he's about to go in there's no time um i asked the man what his name is both uh, he but both he and his husband my name is my name is bellum and my husband is draza bellum and draza bellum just to ask i I hate to even ask it. How fast is Draza? Oh, he's, he's, he runs okay. He's mm. not injured or anything. He's a healthy man, but yeah. I don't I shake I my know. head and I look at Ecstasies. We, we've got to do something, money or not. Oh, here we go. Okay. Please, like, if you could what help him you? from the sidelines. I know they don't allow other people to jump into the pit, but he, he needs something. He can't, I'm not sure if he can do it on his own. To ask within the universe, how, yeah. um, how quickly um, would someone get thrown into something like this? How quickly? Like if someone is caught stealing, how quickly would they be thrown into this, um, this terrible run? Um, it probably would not be, I think it kind of depends on if they have enough criminals for the day, like if they don't, maybe they would, if they catch someone, they'll throw them in. Like, but if, you know, they have 
you know, people waiting, like it might be, they like throw them in jail and it might be a day or two. What, what kind of offense might get me thrown in the pit immediately? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think causing crime, I'm not really sure what, it kind of depends on what you do. Just hypothetically, picking a fight with the guard in charge of sending people into the run, would that possibly get you tossed in or maybe the guard at the run (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. i mean so you don't know necessarily i'm not sure if you're the type of people who would go betting yourself um or have ever committed any crimes in portney and zaru um well i can't say anything about my partner he probably hasn't committed any actual crimes um i'm gonna plead whatever the Port Nazarene version of the fifth is in this situation. <laughs> I, everything I do is completely legal. But sure, sure. Eh, you help write the laws, so you know. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay, well then, uh, listen, Exostes. I mean, you know what the rules are around here. Why don't we? Um, why don't we go see about getting ourselves tossed in? Um, before we do to... that, Vellum <laughs> oh. Be- looks at you both and he goes, "You're going to commit." a crime, but it's, it's, the run is about to happen now. Can't you just oh, we help have to, now? No. I mean, if we knew how. Uh, let's see. Sorry, hold on. I'm, I'm thinking to myself now. Um, Out of character thinking. <laughs> the oh. internal monologue. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to point out that Ecstasis did not say the words, let's see. Uh, that's more what I was going okay, for. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, okay, so it's about to start now. Um, so why yes, don't we any just minutes. go over there now? Yeah, in in universe, right? Uh, we yeah. we would know that it's starting, and we we would know where this run is. Yeah, you guys know where it is. So re- regardless, yeah. we should if we're going to accept this quest, we should just get as close as we can and see what's see what the deal is there. Maybe we'll have a better understanding once we okay. get close. Uh, Belm, why don't, why don't you take us over to the run? And, oh, thank uh, we you. We can thank see you. what we can do. Thank you so much. Um, he leads you through the city in and out towards like kind of the old city. Like it's, you know, because the um, this pit isn't really hosted in the same place that other people do business because it's unsightly. So it's kind of like in one of the slums of the uh, city. And so you are brought to this wide street and in the middle you see... Um, a lot of people. There's a pretty sizable crowd here, um, but you know uh, that in inside of the crowd, in this like reina, in this area, like right in the middle of the street, there is this rectangular stone-lined pit. It's 15 feet deep, uh, 50 feet wide. That's five zero feet wide, and 200 feet long. Um, you, it seems that there are a number of people who are still taking bets at the moment. The race has not fully begun, but you hear uh, some people saying, uh, make sure to bet on the return run of Thesis. He's, he has never he has never fallen during executioner's run and there are people who are like running up and like you know doing lots of different bets and um, you see that there are a number of different uh, Portney and Zaru guards that seem to be like spaced out throughout the crowd um, that are kind of making sure that things don't get too rowdy. 
can only uh, one person, this is asking the DM, can only yeah. one person survive the run or is it just whoever makes it to the end without dying? Whoever makes it to the end. Uh, at Use one it. end of the pits, there are these like knotted ropes that people can climb up and that's how like they get out. Great. Okay. okay. And this, this guy, you said his name was Thesis? Thesis. Thesis. What odds are we getting against him? Um... <laughs> People think he's going to win. Like, they're betting that he's going to make it. So, what, like, what kind of an odds get... on favor? Yeah. So, the, the odds on favor. Um, is this like, are, are, this is are we where talking? I should know, five, this is where I should know five how to horse one, betting 20 works. to one? Um, I would say that. You're talking to two sports gamblers. I know, here. I know. I'm like, fuck. Like, I didn't really expect this to be like the thing that you guys zeroed in on. Um, Oh no! Wait. I just want to place a small bet before we continue. What, okay. <laughs> why, why don't you help me? Why don't you help me? What is a positive? Yeah. Like, what does it mean when more people think that he's so, going to so, so succeed than fail? If the bet is considered like one to one odds, that's like a fifty percent chance. It's like so. If you're talking about two okay. teams playing, like one to one is just like well, it, it, it's a toss up. If you're okay. saying two to one, then you're saying that team is twice as likely essentially, and so it kind of keeps going exponentially from there. And gotcha. so you make less money, the better the odds are on that person. So like if I were to, if, if okay. he was so a if serious Okay, so if it's two favorite, to one, yeah. then you would get twice your money if you were right? Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, I would say it's about like four to one that he's going to get out. People are pretty confident that this guy's going to get out of there. Okay. Um I, I I place four gold against that, and uh, we can Gee. continue. You're okay. betting that he's not going to make it out. Yes. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do we? Great. So, did we walk around this place before we went in? Is there a way we could see if there are multiple entrances? Maybe uh, you can walk around the perimeter. It looks like the entrances for the um, for the contestants so to speak and anyone that's any animals that are going to be entered into the pit are uh they're underground so it looks like there are little like doors that like could lift mm-hmm. up like on their inside of the pit so it's not like they're like walked out and dropped in all around the pit from the outside is just crowds there are mm-hmm. if you're going to do a walk around you'll see that there are approximately eight guards but they're interspersed around the event so it's like three on each long side and then one on each short side of the pit. Okay. Um, so would there be guards guarding those little entrances into that area? Or are, like they, they, are they static or are they, are they patrolling? I mean, they're, they're standing still and they're okay. keeping an eye out. Hmm. But there's also a very large crowd. <laughs> so, I mean, does it make more sense then to possibly stay within the crowd and try and affect things from a distance? I don't know if you can answer that. I don't. I think that's uh, that's up to you guys to try. I mean, I will say it doesn't seem like it's going to be easy for you to. Like, you're looking at these guards. None of them look like people who really give a shit about anyone who's talking to them. They're just there to keep the crowds down. Um, and just, so to ask people in this universe, you can't, uh, like, volunteer to go in. You would have to, you would have to be thrown in. The people who want to do it yeah. commit crimes on purpose. Yes. 
Otherwise, okay. it wouldn't um, be Executioner's Run. It would just be a weird gladiator it. show. Okay, so I kind of nudge Ecstasis, and I, I, I ask him kind of, or ask her, sorry, under my breath, just, um, I mean, we could always split up. I mean, I can, I can fight at range if you can <laughs> figure out a, if you can, <laughs> if you can figure out a way. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could always split up. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't make it about that right now. <laughs> Never a good time. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Look, I'm, I'm just saying, if we're really gonna, if we're really gonna help this person, and if you are insisting on collecting on the bet that you made. It uh, it might help us to have a person literally on the inside. Yeah, if we're, gonna, if we're going to help this person. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I, I would prefer to go in together just to make sure that I have someone watching my back, even though you know. Um, but we we could also split up if that's the case. I'd prefer to go in there. I mean, I would love to not split up. I know. <laughs> Aww. Okay, well, so as you guys are having this conversation, unfortunately, the uh, the cheers of the crowd get louder. <laughs> Got it. And um, you're seeing that, and as you, like, look down, like, you can kind of, like, crane your necks, because you guys, I imagine that you're not really in the crowd. You're not in it yet, but, like, you guys are... Like, a little bit on the outskirts. Kind of on the outskirts. Um, as you kind of crane your neck, you can kind of see that there are figures who are pulling into, who looks like they're being released into the the, the pit, the arena. Um, and you do see, um, you see a very strong, like, beefy, like, looking male, like, and he is going, hi, he's like waving at the crowd and laughing and kind of flexing his muscles. You can probably guess that this is thesis. Yeah, um, I, I nudge Ecstasis yeah. and I say, I bet you he doesn't want to have kids either. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you also see uh, a, what looks to be kind of like a, a slight woman who, um, appears to be she's standing like very still like she's almost waiting for something to happen she doesn't seem nervous she seems just kind of like cool under pressure she's a woman just hanging out there um you see another person who looks like they're an absolute wreck um just this like other guy he's in rags he's like sweating profusely and he's like glancing up at the crowd and then the fourth person that you see is um Bellum points out as Draza. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so they're about to be released. So, so they're like waiting there, and um, as you guys are waiting, um, there is a horn that plays that blows. And then you see what you didn't notice before is that along the outs, like on the long sides of this run, there are extra doors. And as they open up, these uh, like these animals come like racing out and roaring into the um, pit. It's two velociraptor velociraptors and two panthers, and they are uh, they're raring to go. Um, I would say, for the ease of me being able to do this. <laughs> Um, that I want you all to roll initiative for me. You got it. 
I'm going to be rolling a few here for myself. So I just rolled a nat one. So, uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> great. Great. Good start. Um, and again, apologies because I'm a D&D noob. This is just a, yeah. what, run, one roll of the D20? One roll of the D20 and then your initiative modifier. Um, and or your dexterity. It's My your dexterity. dexterity? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, dexterity then I... Got it. I rolled an uh, an eleven plus one to dexterity, so it's twelve. Twelve for you. Um, hold on. I also got to do all these guys. <laughs> you ever know when you like do too much, and then you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've had them already start just rolling initiative before we start sessions now because it That's makes you on me. Okay. Uh, that was terrifying, by the way. <laughs> hey, guys, before we start, I know you're all sleeping. Roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> it took us like 20 minutes to get out of the inn because we were terrified. Yeah, no pressure, you guys. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, just getting all of these set. And Ecstasis, what did you get? It's three. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. We're uh, we're gonna try to blast through this because there's a lot of there's a lot of people. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. Real quick, yeah. you said that they don't allow you to jump in, or is there like anything stopping me from doing that? I uh, there are guards and a lot of people. Okay. But um, and and how deep is it? How how you said it, is it fifty and feet? They 15, don't. They don't 15 really. Fifteen feet deep. Fifteen feet deep. It doesn't appear oh. that they, it doesn't look like they just allow people to volunteer. So like, I don't know if they would really let you jump in either. But, but um, I mean, if we're gonna do anything, try, like, you know, I like, need to try. I'm, yeah. I'm good at that if you are. I, I am too. Uh, I, I, with my, with my terrible initiative, run <laughs> toward the pit oh. and uh, get ready to dive in. Great. Okay. So top of the round is um, the, uh, the lady, the very still lady, she's going to wait. So she is standing there at the front line and she is not doing anything. She is waiting for something to happen. She um, does know it's T-Rexes, not Velociraptors. She seems to be waiting for something to happen. Next up though, unfortunately for all of them are the Velociraptors. So oh they're going to run up and they're going to run up to that one uh, the first one is going to run up to that commoner guy who uh, seems to be like, you know, the one who was really sweating it. And the Velociraptor is going to go in for an attack. Let's see. Gets two attacks. Pretty sure the first one hits because, yep, this guy has very low AC. That hits. Um, all right. So one attack with... So it attacks with a bite and it's successful. And it does... Um, yeah, it does enough damage, and this Velociraptor runs up to this guy and just bites his fucking head off, and this guy is just <laughs> on the ground. And everyone's, there's some people who are laughing, to be honest, like some people are like, ah, and some people are just laughing because they like, none of them really expected this guy to survive anyway, so... Um, I don't. I don't stop running toward the edge, but I definitely go and I make a face <laughs> like, "Oh God!" Yeah, I, I definitely laugh. <laughs> uh, the other Velociraptor is actually going to stay. It's still further back. It's actually trying to uh, climb up one of the sides of mm. the thing it wants to get out. Um, and you know, just for shits and giggles, I'll have it roll strength, like an acrobatics check, to see if it can get out. 
They rolled a 12, which is not going to be enough. So uh, this Velociraptor is like clawing at it and not really going. Next up is Draza's turn. Um, Draza freaks the fuck out by this guy uh, getting, you know, eaten and devoured, is going to run. (laughs) And he's going to use his whole action to run 60 feet, is as far as he can go. So he's a running at 60 feet. Um, next up are the two panthers, and let's see, where are they? All right, one of the panthers is going to, you know, see the moving object and try to attack it. The moving object being Draza? Yeah. Oh, boy. But he rolled a six, so he misses. And the other panther is actually also trying to climb the walls. So let's see here. Uh, that was even worse. That was a three. Okay. So those <laughs> nice. Panthers are doing fuck all. Uh, now, Phelan, it's your turn. Okay. Um, okay. So we are heading toward the edge. How how close to the um, edge of the pit are we at this point? If if, if we try to use our, our, our first action, uh, I think I can um, go I would 30 say- feet. Yeah, I would say moving through the crowd is rough to is rough terrain. So uh-huh. it so it takes about ten feet to get five feet into the crowd, which will get you. I'll say that'll get you to the front. So you've used okay. ten feet of movement. Got before, it. Before we get started, can I get just a general layout of where everyone is? I see that we have Draza. I think sixty feet in now. Draza um, sixty feet in. Where um, where are the the velociraptors and the panthers relative to everybody else? Uh, the velociraptor. So the velo- one of the velociraptors is at essentially zero because it ate that commoner. Um, okay. One of the velociraptors is at we'll say um, 150 feet. Okay. Um, one of the panthers is at 60 feet with Draza. Okay. And that's all four, I think. Uh, Panther two. Where's the other one? That's not. Oh, the other one. The other one is at um, is at one hundred feet. One hundred feet. Thank you. Okay, but right in front of us, from where we would be potentially jumping in, there's there's nothing like directly in front of us. Then. Where? Well, where where were you heading? Well, we're we're heading for the nearest edge. So I think to ask, um, you know, uh, Draza and the Panther are sixty feet away. Um, are we on the short end of this of this run? Are we on one of the walls along the edge? Um, well, I would say if you were just approaching, you would have approached by the rope end. So I'd say, um, I'd say you're maybe at about one hundred and thirty feet from the start line. Okay. Okay. But Draza and that panther are sixty feet away from us, regardless. Uh, They're sixty feet from the start. Line. From the start. Yeah, Sorry. From the start. So for one hundred thirty yeah. feet, we're seventy feet from Draza and the panther. Isn't this like? Isn't this really the mathematics adding and subtracting lesson you should have gotten when you were a kid? Like the way I would have wanted it to be done. I, I do all his math for him, actually. That oh, is okay. that is no longer true. I've gotten a lot better <laughs> at quick math. I just didn't understand the layout. Thank you. That was not in character. That was real. <laughs> I think we all understand that, Johnny. <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm. With whatever um, speed I have left, uh, I'm 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 jumping into the run. You're jumping um, in. 
Okay. Um, make hmm. Make a stealth check for me. All right. Let's see where's stealth on my? Okay, there we go. Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Uh, so the the mo- the most nearby guard does not notice you leaping into the ring. So how many feet does your character have? How many feet does your movement? Um, you said it took me like ten, it, like yeah. ten feet to right. get there. Uh, I'm my speed is listed at thirty feet, so I should have okay. twenty left. Okay, so you jump into the pit. Uh, make an acrobatics check to see how you land. Great. Uh, rolled a ten plus. Uh, where's acrobatics? Is that uh, just dexterity? That's strength. Uh, you you should. Wait. No, acrobatics is different. No, sorry, that's it athletics. My bad, skills. it's acrobatics. It would be under your skills. Okay, um, yeah, so uh, I rolled a 10, so plus one is 11. Okay, uh, so you do manage to land, but you land like a little funky. <laughs> Love um, it. But you're okay, you I don't hurt again. yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not cl- cool. And also, but now people from up from up top are booing you now. They're like, boo, get mm-hmm. out of the pit, boo. So they're like booing you. Is that mm-hmm. it? Well, you jumped and you landed. So I think that's your turn. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up is Thesis. Uh, this guy who, I don't know, was laughing and enjoying himself so much. He didn't realize that the run had started. Um, you know, goes, ah, oh, shit, and uh, starts to run. And he's going to run also about 60 feet, but he was standing next to the commoner, actually, so he's going to have to take an attack of opportunity from that velociraptor that's literally right fucking there. So, ooh, okay, he dodges the velociraptor, uh, who kind of swings out with its and he kind of misses and he laughs at him and he keeps going and he is about level with Draza now um, Ecstasis, it's your turn okay I, I also attempt the jumping maneuver okay um, also roll well are you kind of try to sneak in I guess roll for stealth Let's see if the okay no actually at this point yeah just jump it's fine um, Just jump? Okay. Yeah. So you want another, uh, you want an acrobatics check? Yeah, make an acrobatics check. Okay, that's 18. You land so much smoother than your husband. I roll my eyes. I, I do the little brush Beautiful. off my shoulder thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now there are more boos. And they're like, hey, get, the, get these people the fuck out of there. And there are guards and they're being, they're kind of like, not really sure what to do because they don't really want to get in the way of all of the, you know, hungry beasts. Um, mm-hmm. But next up is um, we're at the top of the round and it's that woman's turn again. And she is now going to she is now going to start running, but she is only going to move um, she's not going to dash. She's going to move 30 she's gonna move 30 feet so she's just gonna move her whole movement and then try to like she's kind of trying stick sticking to the wall she's like trying to be really careful Mm -hmm. 
the one Veloc and now it's the Velociraptor's turn. So one of them who had eaten the commoner is going to uh, turn around and um, run for Thesis. Fucking hungry dinosaur. Okay, and pretty sure that is gonna hit him. Yeah, it hits. So the Velociraptor is going to do. Oh, let me roll this dice here. Let me get the right dice. Ah, not that much damage at all. Three points of, of piercing damage with its teeth, and then it's going to claw at Thesis. Uh, and miss entirely, so Gladiator's <laughs> like just laughing him off at this point. He's like, oh, not Gladiator. Theseus is laughing him off at this point. He's like, ha ha. Um, but so that's <laughs> up with them. The other one is uh, who's further up the pitch is still going to try to get out again and do even worse than last time. Uh, Draza is going to run another uh, 60 feet. So that's now he's at 120. But he does take an attack of opportunity from um, the panther that was there. Uh huh. Panther, panther, panther. <laughs> Where are you, stats? Um. Yeah, that's gonna hit. That's gonna hit. Um. Where's, where's the dice, for heaven's sake? Okay, and he only did, he did just under, he did like enough to do half damage to this poor guy. So like, Draws is not looking great from yeah. this panther attack. Um, but the other panther is, you know, um, the other panther actually sees you, Phelan. Yep. Now that you've landed in the thing, and it's gonna go right for you. This is the panther, the panther who was trying to get yeah, out of the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. It's gonna go right for you. Go for an attack. Uh, that's thirteen to hit. Oof. Does that hit? Uh, yeah. My armor okay. class is eleven. Great. All right. It's gonna do some damage. Well, that's six points of piercing damage to you. Oof. So it just digs right the fuck in there. Um, okay. I grimace and I try to put pressure on the wound. Well, Phelan, it's actually now your turn. Uh, all right. Um, understanding that there is a panther bearing down on me, uh, yes. let me just ask, how how far away is, uh, is, is the panther that's attacking Draza? Uh, that was the one that he ran past. That was at the 60-foot mark. That was at 60-foot line. So he's um, about, he's still a ways away from me. That was yeah. an attack of opportunity. Uh, sure, okay, so, but uh, is is Draza in immediate, like what is around Draza? Is there anything about to attack Draza? Um, Did the panther just attack him when he ran past? So if I have said this accurately, um, I said that one of the panthers was at, was at the 100 foot line. So I guess that mm -hmm. is now where you guys are. Um, if that panther, no, no, never mind. So actually, Draza is just past. You guys are not that far from Draza as it is. Actually, I'd say you're about what did I say? One thirty with three guys. So 
Um, and the panther ran up to you. So Draza is about 10 feet away from you. Ah, got it. There's okay. also a Draza's, next Draza's to him, at right? 120 feet now. Uh, but there's also a raptor that's not that far away from him that's trying to climb up. Got it. Okay. So just to, to ask it, since I'm trying to vi- visualize sure, this, yeah, the most yeah. Im- the most immediate threat to Draza would be that raptor? Or, yeah, the raptor. Um, or the panther that's attacking you, but the panther's attacking you. All right. Um... <laughs> hmm. And the panther that attacked me, is that the same one that attacked him or are those two different no, panthers? No, different panther. All right. Um, screw it. I am going to, um, let's see, I'm going to use a magic missile. I'm going to use um, a spell here. Ooh, damn. Well, magic missile and, is an uh, automatic hit to whatever you want to aim it to. Yeah, and I've got uh, three bolts of it. I've, I've got it as a, as a first level spell, not a second level spell. So okay. um, I've got three bolts of this. Um, let's see. So I'm going to see that's a, you don't, a three, oh. a four, and a three. Uh, okay. So add one to each of those. So that's a four, a five, and a four. Okay. Are they all going to the same target? And what's the target? Um, I am going to uh, do two of those. So let's do nine damage to the one that just attacked me. Okay. Um, and then uh, the third one. Um, so the so yeah, four and a five at the one that attacked me, and then a four at the panther that attacked uh, Draza. Okay. Uh, the ten- the panther that attacked you is now uh, very bloody. Kind of not a happy panther at all. Like very weakened <laughs> by these magic missiles that have just exploded in its fucking face. Got um, it. Good. Great. Next up is uh, Thesis. Thesis is going to. He's just going to run. He's just he's just going. Um, he was at the sixty foot, and damage and he's gonna have to run but now he's gonna take an attack of opportunity from hmm wait yes yeah okay he's taking an attack of opportunity from the panther that had attacked him which you hit uh huh <clears throat> and that panther hits him so that is going to be another four points of damage to this guy um. Yeah, he's not looking great at the moment, but he's still hanging in there, and he used his whole action, so he is also at Draza's level. You can see that the crowd is now getting excited, trying to figure out which one of them is going to get to the other side first. They're like, go, go, go. Um, we're a little surprised by this common man who seems to be doing okay so far. Uh, Expasis, <laughs> your turn. Uh, all right, I, I'm going to go up to that raptor um, at, at 120 okay. and uh, and use my warhammer. I'm going to pull out my warhammer with both hands and I am going to I'm going to smash that little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does a 12 hit? Just misses, I'm afraid. <sighs> Sorry, dude. I I make it look like I meant to do that. <laughs> Roll a performance check. Oh, I will. <laughs> a free performance check. 16. Okay, yeah, you managed to make it look like you were um, 
I don't know. You were trying to threaten it by swinging the hammer over your head instead of hitting it. I shake my head and I go, pretty cool. Looks pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, all right, we're back at the top of the round. Uh, the woman is going to go... Um, she's going to dash now, actually. She's going to sprint. She's going to do her full action. That's another 60 feet to her. So she's now at the 90-foot mark, running along the wall. Um, the Velociraptor at the front is at the, at the zero mark is now going to run after her because she is a moving object. Yeah, he's gonna make it over there. Uh, he's gonna do an attack on her. Do to do. Oh, so much rolling and he misses and he gets another attack, hold on. And that succeeds. So that is, ooh, full six damage to this lady right here. She is not looking great. Next up is the one that uh, you attacked Ecstasies. It's going to attack you back because it's, you know, fucking mad that you attacked it. Yeah. Um, does a 13 hit? No. Okay, so it misses with its bite, and now it's going to try to use it with its claws. Uh, that's even worse. That's a 7. Nice. So that's it. And Draza's going to, he's, he's seeing this chaos around him. He's, you know, freaking out, and he's going to keep running another 60 feet. I need to do math now. He is at 180 feet. He is running past, and you have like um, appropriately distracted this other Velociraptor that was like nearby that could have attacked him, and he's like running past. Um, next up are the Panthers. So the one that is literally on top of you, which is bleeding profusely, uh, Phelan, is uh, mm -hmm. gonna go in for an attack. Sure. Does a 16 hit you? Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. <clears throat> That's five points of damage to you. Woof. And, okay. Um, the other. I am. I'm. I am bleeding a lot right now. By the way, this is oh, a, no. this is a pretty bad wound. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, and guys, shit. We only have like four minutes left. Okay. I okay. I cough dramatically, and some blood is on my hand. And I look over at uh, <laughs> I look over at Ecstasies, and I just I just grimace. But he. But she knows. She knows what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll rub some dirt on it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the other panther just goes in for, like, chases after uh, Thesis and goes for another attack and succeeds and does a lot of damage. Thesis is also looking kind of bad. Um, okay, next is Phelan's turn. All right, uh, how, how far away is, uh, is, is Draza? So Draza has run past you now. If you were at the 130 line, You're at the 130 line, mark. He's 50, he's 50 feet 50 away. 50 feet from you, yeah. Okay, then I can't get close enough to do what I'd like to do, but he seems like he's doing all right. I'm going to, uh, let's just finish off this panther that's trying to kill me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a ray of frost on okay. my cantrips. All right, you're going to have to roll to attack with that one. Yeah, so... Let's see, that is a, that's a 10? Yes, that's a 10. Oh, it's not gonna fit, it's not gonna hit. That's not good. No, so I guess that's it, is that your turn? Um, I guess if that's my turn, I'll, I'll use the rest of my turn to uh, still, to move in the direction that, that draws is moving as, okay. as far as I if can. If you move away from the panther, it's going to get an attack of opportunity on you. Um. And there's nothing near him right now. We have everything's attention. The, All right, then, uh, no. then, then, then no. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah. We have everyone's attention. I'll, I'll just hang out. All right, great. Thesis is going to run. 
uh, thesis is being attacked by a panther. So that panther gets uh, attack of opportunity. And he rolls a natural fucking 20. Um, <laughs> so so uh, that's going to be, that's double the damage dice. That's one full six die, and a die, three. Die. And uh, yeah, thesis goes down and oh. everyone is like, like there are like shocked shouting from the crowd, like half excited, half disappointed, but Thesis didn't make it. Um, Ixas, it's your turn. I'm also disappointed I had a javelin ready for him, but I guess I'll, um, <laughs> I'll hit this raptor instead. Wow. So uh, another 12, Never mind. Ah, uh, yeah, nope, not gonna work. Okay, so you do that. Next up is the thief lady's turn who has to run away from a velociraptor. Uh, that velociraptor hits and does just enough damage to kill her as well. Damn. Damn. And these guys are fucking brutal. So that is her turn. There's the one that was chasing her is confused. It's just gonna try to climb up the wall again because why the fuck not? And, ooh, actually, well, we don't have a lot of time. It fails to do it. Um, next, the Velociraptor that's attacking you, Ecstasis, gets a 10, so that's also a miss. Goddamn. And Draza, sprinting his fucking way, makes it to 200 feet. Look at that. All right. Ooh. Look at that. All right. And I mean, we're about this... to die, but we saved him and made right. 20 okay. bucks. Exactly. For, okay. Um, Apparently, the... you is we. <laughs> <laughs> and for the fact that we're kind of very low on time right now. Um, yeah. Why don't you guys give me uh, one more acrobatics check to see if you could guys can pull yourself out of this pit. Got it. It's a 14. <laughs> it is oh, a sorry, four. 15. A four for me. Okay, so Ecstasis makes it fail in dozens. Um, and so as you climb out, <laughs> you, you see Phelan stuck with a whole bunch of uh, very hungry animals trying to climb out around her. Draza has made it up the rope, the lone survivor. Um, I guess Phelan gets attacked unless you do something. Um, do I have a move here? If I have a move here, I'll let it happen. I can all right. edit this down. Uh, all right, great. Then um, I uh, I turn around. I, I'm sorry, I don't make it up the wall, right? So I fall down on the ground yeah. and I just I, I blast a magic missile at anything coming toward me, which okay. I'm gonna guess is is pretty much everything. Yeah. So that's uh, let's see, four damage, two damage, and uh, four damage. Um, so yeah, four two four uh, at the at the. Did that one panther die or no? That one panther died. Um, so you got that one panther, and you injured another by several. So she okay, goes out with a bang. Everything else, yeah, I'm just yeah. everything else of that last panther. Let's just get uh, it off the board. We can leave it at a cliffhanger for stories purposes. So fantastic, staring down two then. velociraptors. <laughs> Staring down two velociraptors and an injured panther. Phelan is there. Ecstasy is looking down on her husband, who is, you know, about to die and who <laughs> made and, you know, did not want to be an adventurer in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we're going to have to leave it. Thank you guys so much for being here. That was so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you. 
Um, this was great. Um, thank you guys to those who are listening for listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Please keep listening. Um, all old episodes are also uploaded now on Spotify. I'm so fucking excited about that. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, it's at Aaron is a bird because I think I'm funny. That's E-R-Y-N. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.